0: I'm Michael Malley and this is the mindful storyteller where the subject always is stories storytelling story reading story listening mindfulness and the creation of the story space Mindful Storyteller, and I'm Michael R. Malley, and I'm Ollie Rand Erickson Malley, and this day, as always, we'll be talking about mindfulness, stories, storytelling, and story listening. And the focus of today's program is on the healing power of stories, especially the need for stories in the healing of our planet, the healing of our home the healing of our Mother Earth. We'll begin today with a quote from the old folk singer Pete Seeger. Ollie will share that, and then I will have a written reflection that I'll read. It's also available as a blog if you're looking online. And then we'll have a short discussion, followed by a few more reflections read by Ollie. As always, we have the Mindfulness Bell, and it is always an invitation, an invite to come back to this moment, to be present right here, right now, and to enjoy the sound of the bell in this present moment. Here's the bell.
1: Kid, most stories have one basic message. If you're strong, if you're brave, if you're honest, everything will turn out all right. It's a good message, but we can add other important messages. One I include quite often is that if we work together, we can accomplish things that we can't do alone. Another is that if the world is going to last, we must make better choices about how we live. And if we all do our part, hundred years from now, our grandchildren will be making up their own stories and retelling the ones we're making up today. Pete Seeger, Pete Seeger Storytelling Book, page 209 and 210.
0: and environmental crisis. In terms of mental health, most humans in modern society are largely disconnected from their roots in the natural world. We are suffering mentally, emotionally, psychically, socially, spiritually, and we continue to further disengage from our relationship to nature and our identity as nature's own. Along with our human health, We are blinding ourselves to the greater health of our planet. Three strangely complementary systems of rejection and denial are at work. One, there is the simple denial that there even is a problem to be confronted in the health of our planet, our ecosystems, and the lives of our plants, animals, and humans. Two, there is the denial that humans have much, if anything, to do with the health of the earth and or the problems that our earthen environments are currently facing, and three, even among those who accept our earth's health problems and are even deeply troubled by them, there is a third subtle treacherous denial at work, the worldwide denial that anything can be done to alleviate our earth's problems, a sickly sophisticated embrace of our powerlessness, a focus on our impotence as a given, a negating of all worthy efforts as foolhardy, too late, not enough, or simply impossible. Sardonic wins. Everyone loses. The potential for stories and storytelling in the healing of our planet and ourselves is paramount. It may be that the sardonics have it right. Maybe humans will offer too little too late in the healing of our planet. But if there are positive possibilities for wholeness and healing, storytellers must be among the physicians. And even if our efforts do not lead to the best or hoped-for outcomes, they may lead to better outcomes than would otherwise result from no effort at all. And even if the results are negligible, the true storytellers know that the storytelling is never in vain. Stories are for the benefit of listeners. Those who hold and remember and recall worthy stories receive nourishment long after the teller has departed. A nourishing story is food. Sometimes a tale is health-giving, providing needed sustenance. Sometimes we are beyond the possibility of good health. But the worthwhile story still provides something, an easing of pain a soothing of anxieties, an acknowledgement of loss, or maybe some positive unknown for future generations. Stories are sometimes elixirs with restorative powers that ripen in times beyond the present. Worthy stories are needed food, feeding us, our children, and our descendants in times of want and hunger. Our earth and home is in need of healing. We are in need of healing. Storytellers are not the only doctors, but we are influential physicians, essential specialists. Healing and inspiring stories provide needed medicine. In the midst of the storm, we storytellers must be calm, mindful, selective. We must mix, concoct, and share the finest medicines available to us. We must experiment and continue to learn, searching all the shelves of our medicine cabinets, drawing from all of our history and training, for the right prescriptions and dosages in this time of needed healing. I saw Pete Seeger tell tales and sing stories at the National Storytelling Festival years ago. In between tales, he paused, looked at the crowd and stated it simply. If humanity survives, a key part of the reason for our survival will be because of the stories, the storytelling the story listening, the story listeners, and the storytellers. Our work is the healing of ourselves and the healing of our home, the healing of our earth.
1: I think one of the things that came to me when you were reading that is, um, the stories that we tell ourselves, Mm
0: -hmm. like in our
1: minds, um, you and I have been focusing a little more on that recently, like thinking about what we're thinking. I think we've talked about it on here too, like being really aware of what we're thinking. Right. Um, but also being really aware of what stories we're telling ourselves because, there's so many stories out there like is it like we we really this isn't enough we're not doing enough uh the problem is so great and it is (laughs) the problem is so great um but we have to be able to see that there is a solution and to do that I think we have to be telling ourselves these stories that we can do it Mm -hmm. and Seeing the hopeful stories around us and letting those run in our minds of people coming together and doing the right thing and um, coming up with solutions. And that those we need to have those ringing our heads a lot more than just the overwhelming um, problems of the day. So they they still need to be there, but it needs to be in balance, and it need, not just in balance. It needs to be a lot more focused on those positive stories we're telling ourselves. That so, yeah, yeah.
0: You, you know, one of the things that I find myself thinking as you're speaking is um, uh, years ago I had an opportunity to share uh, stories with a group of architects, and at the end of the program. Um, one of the architects came up to me and he said, Michael, you and I were in the same business. And I smiled and, you know, said, well, well, what do you mean? And he said, We're in the imagination business. He said, Every building that I've ever designed was first imagined. It has to be pictured in order for it to manifest Mm -hmm. and so again one of the roles of stories and storytelling in any kind of healing but especially the healing of our planet is that we have to have those visions Mm -hmm. of possibility we have to be able to see it not something what is but what can be Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and 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 that is part of the work and and really we seem to be at a point where so many people are in such either denial, as I shared those three different kinds of denial, or especially with that third form of denial, despair, where people just feel such a sense of hopelessness, a mm-hmm. sense of impossibility, a sense of impotence, and um, we don't know what's possible. Of course, we have to look at the science, and we want to, you know, we want to look at what we can do here and what we can do there, but. But we have to lean into possibilities, Um, and and part of that work is the storyteller's work. Um, Again, not to to deny that the problems exist. The antithesis of this is, like, how do we foresee what can be? How do we foresee healing? How do we foresee um, uh, a different world than the one we currently have? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know we're, we're reading um, frequently when you and I um, yeah, because we work together a lot and we have meetings uh, about our our lives and and frequently we start out those meetings with a quote uh, we have mm-hmm. a quote we have the bell and then we go into our meetings just to get us on the right track and yesterday a tick not on was it tick not on I'm not sure but it's about it was about you have to be peaceful in yourself Mm-hmm. To be able to add peace in the world, right? Too,
0: right. The inner work has to be done. Right. Yeah, yeah. You have to start with that. Um, you're not going to be able to accomplish um, and and be this force for change if you don't have that kind of that inner inner start. Yeah, inner
1: stability, inner inner peace, and so I think that does again. I mean, goes back to just that. To accomplish that, we really need to have that inner peace is that um, we need to be telling ourselves those positive stories Mm -hmm. and feeling the hope Mm -hmm. and the possibility.
0: Uh, One, One of the challenges that we're facing is that you know we have this global problem of you know the earth and And it's healing, and you know what can one person do? Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't typically um, go to mechanical or uh, technological metaphors, but this one just captures it so well. He said, and I'm—I can't recall uh, who—who I got this from, but but someone said in the environmental movement, think of each person's work as a pixel in the picture. Right, that I'm a storyteller. So, so, so part of my work is is the storytelling. You know, someone else is developing solar panels. Someone else is, uh, you know, doing this. Someone else is 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 helping climate refugees. Um, you know, these are all pixels. And mm-hmm. when you look at the whole picture, you don't even see the pixels. Mm-hmm. But that's what the picture is made of. So when somebody says, well, you know, you can do that, yeah, and that might be something, but it really isn't enough. No, of course it's not enough. And and again, how we think of ourselves and this, uh, you know, kind of this uh, view that we could get into of like we, you know, this one person has to solve all the mm. world's problems. No, no, no. It's It's a community. It is the earthen community. We have to work together, and there are so many thousands of people. Um, you know, I was thinking about E.O. Wilson, um, the entomologist, and his writing about, you know, caring for the Earth. And there, Suzuki is, is this other scientist who's writing Caring for the Earth. And then there's people, you know, telling stories about caring for the Earth. Al Gore, the work that he's doing. There's so many people. There's ministers, and there's teachers, and there's people on the front lines developing new technologies and so we need all these different pixels as part of the picture
1: right and again going back to the stories we tell ourselves i think i vacillate between like i can't do anything like this problem's so big and i can't do anything to i need to do everything <laughs> you right. know like i think I, in my day-to-day life i'm like okay i got this piece of plastic i'm going to the grocery store and i'm making decisions about what to buy and do i buy something in plastic or not and i start feeling hopeless um, uh, and then I, well, I got to buy everything, not in plastic. Well, cause I got to just do it just perfect. No, <laughs> I'm living in an imperfect world and I need to do what I can do. And I need to remember, I mean, I think we do get this complex or something that we, the, the, we are important and what we do is very important, but we are not the whole thing right. and we're living in the system and we have to have some trust I, that's the, like, having trust that other people are doing their parts, too. Uh-huh. Like, instead of putting it all on ourselves, because then I think we get overwhelmed and despair and, like, this is just crazy, you know, like, and it, it, for me, going back to the ho- hopefulness, I am doing my part. Uh-huh. Uh, and and I need to trust. I need to trust and I need to feel hope. Uh-huh. Um you know, we were at a, a gathering, Memorial Day gathering, uh, a couple days ago. And the uh, person that was hosting, she used plastic. And I think plastic plates and and uh, or paper plates and plastic silverware. And I think she was feeling guilty about that or something. And I, she's like, I'm going to try to wash all these and this and that. And, and I, you know, and so I said, instead of feeling guilty, okay, this is what we have. This is, you know, <laughs> like um, we're living in this bigger system and this bigger... And so if we all are bogged down <laughs> and feeling guilty about all these choices we're making, I said, I think we can throw those away. It's We're in a bigger system. And um, what's more important is that we're feeling hope and that we are trying our best, but not feeling the weight of the world on us at all. We just, we just, because we can't do good. We can't, we can't, if we're overwhelmed, it's not going to happen. we got to be feeling that joy, that happiness, that lightness, and that trust all have to be in there in our daily lives. And that ha- has to do with, again, the stories we're listening to, the stories we're telling ourselves, uh, how we're seeing the world and what we're seeing right. um, when we're looking about what's going on.
0: Right. Th- there's, there's, there's this dance of trying to do things but not that sense of overwhelm, that sense of guilt for, because mm-hmm. all of us are imperfect. Um, you know, certainly the two of us, and probably most people are listening to this, are, you know, enmeshed in a lot of systems that we want those systems to change, but they haven't changed yet, and how can we move them? You, you know, so, so there there is all of that. Um, a couple of things pop into my head. Um, thinking from different religious traditions, there's... Um, there's a Roman Catholic priest by the name of Edward Hayes I, I, I love his writings and um, uh, he has this uh, in one of his books he says um, some people feel like they have to do and do and do and never rest and and from his you know from his perspective he's like that's a lack of a trust in God mm-hmm. That, that you're not trusting in God, that you think that you're the one who has to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then to draw from the Buddhist tradition, you mentioned Thich Nhat Hanh earlier, he speaks of Maitreya, this Buddha to come. And it's said in, in this Buddhist tradition that there have been all these series of Buddhas over, over time. And it's, it said like that the next Buddha may not be a single man or a single woman, but the next Buddha as a community, mm. as a group. And then, you know, I immediately go to, you know, thinking of like the body of Christ and all the different parts, right? So that we could think in terms of this, yeah, we have to work as a community and we have to trust, we have to trust that this person who's doing something quite different than what I'm doing, they're doing their important work and I need to figure out what is my work to do here. Um, but with it all, like you were saying, i that, that sense of there is an urgency, but at the same time we need to not be um, overwhelmed with dread. Uh, you know, I'm reading. I, I may have mentioned this on on this on this podcast series before. I'm reading this book right now called The Book of Joy with Archbishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama, who are friends, and. My gosh, what these two men have been through, the, the level of suffering that, you know, that their peoples have been through. And these guys have such a playfulness, such a joy. That does not mean that they are not working towards the positive, working towards justice, and both of them also working towards the caring for our earth, the healing of our planet. In fact, that 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 joy is part of the healing, and and there is this. I love what Tegan Han says. There's this relationship too. It's we're we need to be healing the planet and allowing the planet to heal us. Hmm. And 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 I think here again, stories and storytelling, um, stories of being out in nature, um, stories of. You know those who have inspired us in the past. Stories of possibility. Mm-hmm. Those imaginative stories of what can be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all of that are necessary um, ingredients. Part of the part of the me- medicine. Part of the healing balm that's needed um, for our planet and ourselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there are like all these great. Um Earth stories, <laughs> mm. too, that are that are there. I know you've um, actually been telling Earth Mother stories. It's a primary part of your storytelling work.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've been doing that since since <laughs> ninety no, five. Yeah, yeah, since ninety five, and even before that in the classroom, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. So Joseph Bruchak and Michael Caduto they wrote that book, Keepers of the Earth, and I remember years and years ago using that in the classroom where they had Native American, Indian stories, and then science activities tied in with that. And that was one of the things that inspired me as I, um, as I, you know, got th- left teaching, per se, and went into the storytelling work, is that, oh my gosh, in terms of environmental education, there's all these wonderful stories about caring for Earth. Plus, we can create our own, right? right? So, right. so if you listen to our other podcast uh, series, we have... Uh, Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales. I I know I have a few of them up there already. We have Miku and the Trees, a story that comes from Estonia. And then we have um, The Tree Spirit, which is a Jataka tale from India. Mm -hmm. And so there are all these stories, and even stories that don't necessarily appear as Earth Mother stories per se, but, you know, might involve shape-shifting into an animal or that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And they kind of relate to our closeness uh to the animal world um or to the plant kingdoms it's 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 lovely and and you know as a storyteller i always say i have the best seat in the house Mm -hmm. because i see the reactions of those kiddos out there and i've been watching that for how many years right Right, right? (laughs) and and to see how inspired they become through the stories um I remember, you know, reading Dr. Seuss's The Lorax to my students mm-hmm. and just seeing that inspiration. Um, that's part of the work, is what are the stories that are going to bring us to new places? You
1: know? Right. I think, I, I think. yeah, especially working with children, too. Um, yeah, I haven't been a classroom teacher since the 1990s, but... Um, with children too, not overwhelming them with, um, this, you know, grew, unbelievably great problem. I mean, it is there and letting them know about it. But I think getting those stories and giving them inspiration to what they can do and their own power, um, really? stories can do that. I mean, yes. I, I saw all this classroom teacher, I mean, I've seen it, I've done mindfulness work with kids and a lot of my mindfulness work has, has to do with, uh, the planet and um, right. inspiring lighting a fire mm-hmm. <laughs> under them mm-hmm. uh, they're they powerful and they can do lots
0: yeah and you bring up mindfulness uh, how key right Ollie that we have this moment mm-hmm. and in this moment we can envision what is beneficial in this moment, we can have compassion in this moment. We can have a deep, deep appreciation for what is right here on this planet right now. And so that, that, that caring and compassion has to be melded with our concern, has to be melded with that deep joy has to be melded with the visions. Has to be melded with all of us being the pixels as we all work together, um, to add to the good. And this brings up a lovely point: as over, and it, and it, and it's okay for it to feel overwhelming at times too, right? That you feel overwhelmed and then you come back,
1: mm-hmm. and then you right. come back, right, right, right. You so. come back
0: because because yeah, none of us are like oh, we're yeah. not you know we're <laughs> right. not superwomen and supermen that we just right. can. You feel despair, you come back. Uh-huh. And it points to a very, very basic thing. Why are we here?
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Why are you here? Why am I here? Why are there storytellers? We are here to add to the good. That's our Mm-hmm. that is all of our work and we are at a point in history where there are so many opportunities mm-hmm. for us to add healing to be physicians to be the caretakers to do the right thing
1: right and we take care of each other not just take care of the planet yes any good we do adds to the good when you smile at someone <laughs> When, you, when you're driving and you let somebody ahead of you. Just little, tiny things. Yeah. Where they all, they're all just a drop in the ocean. They're all part of the ocean. They're all a pixel. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everybody has that opportunity every day. So many times a day. We all yeah. do. Yeah. We all do.
0: And we're each a part of this planet made of water and air
1: and minerals. We are the Earth, and we (laughs) can heal ourselves, heal this planet. That's very good. We are the Earth, to remember that. Recall a single story or tale that has left an indelible mark of inspiration on your life. It may be a folk tale, a literary story, an anecdote from your life or from the life of another. Stories inspire and heal. We as humans are caretakers of this planet, and we are members of the earthen family. Every time a person cares for a plant, an animal, a park, a forest, a nature preserve, a fellow human, they are caring for the earthen family. Recognize every act of compassionate caring as an act of healing for ourselves and our lovely planet. Listen to stories that highlight our interconnectedness and inspire us to act with magnanimity. Share tales that nourish us, heal us, and offer a beneficial balm to our planet in need of healing.
0: I'm Michael Malloy, and you've been listening to The Mindful Storyteller.